When something happens to your car, you might say, But what you really need to say is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, State Farm is there to help you file your claim right on the State Farm mobile app. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Living life as a gringo Where you question Where you fit And every time you mingle They say you do this With not enough that My rapping is really bad <laughs> This life as a gringo Yes, hello And welcome to another episode Of Life as a Gringo I am Dramos, of course And joining me On today's show For our Thursday Trends episode She is an actress A singer And a songwriter Jesenia It's good to see you How you doing? I'm so excited to be here. I love uh-huh. the whole gringo thing. Is it embracing, <laughs> are you embracing the, the the fact that you're part gringo? I'm, yeah, I'm embracing the fact that my family would make fun of me back in Puerto Rico because mm-hmm. I don't speak proper Spanish and they would call me a gringo. So now I'm just stepping into my own authenticity, basically. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Well, you know what? It's mm. two gringos here. Okay. Like <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I love that. Uh, listen, I mean, I know... You are working on a ton of different things. You're very busy. So I want to dive into your story a bit. But before that, of course, I'd love to kind of get your take on a few trending stories from our community. Uh, Love it. Dope. So, I mean, listen, we're going to we're going to cover a few things. We're going to kind of bounce around the spectrum a little bit. Um, We'll talk in the world of of entertainment. We'll talk the West Side Story remake a little bit. Um, We will touch on some stereotypes or some, uh, I should say, like folklore that our parents maybe told us growing up um, of some different things we had to look out for or, uh, yeah. yeah, some stuff that was passed down from generation that was just silly at this point. Um, and then we'll get into some serious stuff um, talking about, man, modern day slavery uh, when it comes to immigrants. Um, right. Some some really tough things there. And then we'll also celebrate somebody from our community who's just uh, about to make history in just a couple weeks in our Mijente segment. Um, so we'll cover a bunch of different things. Uh, and uh, if you're ready, we'll we'll dive into it. Let's go. I'm ready to rock and roll. All right. So let's get into our deep dive in a segment we call For the People in the Back. Say it louder for the people in the back. Back, 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 
right, so I want to start in like the world of of film and entertainment because I know that you uh, obviously work in that space. You have a, a film that you uh, worked on, which is uh, all over the film festivals right now, which I do want to get into uh, in just a little bit. But uh, a big kind of movie that everybody's uh, having conversations about is West Side Story um, and the the remake of it. So first and foremost, have you seen the original? Like, are you a fan of this? Have you watched it? Absolutely. Mm. Um, as a little girl, I watched it. There were things that that didn't feel right, even mm. at that age. You mm-hmm. know, at that age, it was like, wait, you know, that's that doesn't feel right. And mm. as an adult watching it, you know, years later, I right. realized why I didn't feel right. And then now that I know that it was being executive produced by mm. Rita Moreno, right. which was she won an Oscar for that performance, mm-hmm. which is hilarious that we're even talking about this because without I had no idea what the topics were for today. Yeah. I watched the Rita Moreno uh, documentary on Netflix last mm. night. Yo, really? Yeah. So I was like, nothing's ever accidental when it comes yeah. to my life. Everything's always in alignment. That's so beautiful. I feel like I feel like as a Latin woman mm-hmm. who is living in a time right now where it was much different then. Mm-hmm. And to see Rita do so much since then, mm-hmm. I know I haven't watched the film yet and I'm excited to watch West Side Story. But I know that with her as an executive producer whatever felt wrong mm. as a little girl watching it, yeah. I'm sure might be made amends as an adult now. And also as a Latina entertainer. You sure. Know? Absolutely. I mean, and, and it's interesting. My, my girlfriend actually watched the documentary as well. And she was super moved by it. I think that it's, it's funny how someone like uh, Rita Moreno is, is like not spoken about in the same, in like the light that she deserves to be. Right. Especially when right. you're, talking about the impact that she has i mean obviously you know you're saying that that watching that documentary and just the movie itself had a profound impact on you my girlfriend's telling me the same thing yet she's somebody that is not spoken about um a lot and i guess it's probably maybe to a degree being a product of the times you know what i mean where she kind of was that first person kind of kicking down the door and as a result you kind of get that pushback i mean because she even talks about how at one point she almost quit um, because of racist lyrics to to Puerto Rico. And and fortunately right. for her that the writers actually did a change of the script, um, you know, before yes. she she felt like she had to do that. Um, yes. it, it just, I mean, it goes to show you the times that, that you know, ha- <laughs> we were existing in back then. And it's crazy because she's actually a Puerto Rican actress. Right, you know? so right. How can I, you know, something that she worked so hard to get and then mm. she finally gets the role. And it's like, I can't do that to my country that I came from. Right. Um, and, you know, what's craziest about all of that is that being Latina mm. back then, I can't even phantom what that was like. Sure. But I still know that the stereotype is still there for Latinas that look like us, mm-hmm. meaning we're exotic. And sadly enough, we are always sexualized, yeah. objectified right. because of right. our beauty, because of our body, because of our built. So back then that there was no Me Too movement. Mm-hmm. And I think that the reason why, even though she won an Oscar, even though she was you know, killing it prior to winning the Oscar, I think the reason why she was shunned so much afterwards in Hollywood mm. and didn't get all these major roles was because if you did see the documentary and if mm. you look at the chronological order, she was very active in civil rights movements mm-hmm. for women, yep. for people of color. Right. And back then that was slightly frowned upon yeah. where now it's like, hell yeah, use your voice, use your platform, right, right. which is what I've always done. I've always talked about immigration. Mm-hmm. I've always talked about women's right. And I've always talked about the LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. 
Because if I have a platform and I'm going to be this influencer, sure. what am I influencing? Right. You know? Right. So, yeah, that's that's where, you know, women like her pioneered for us. And it'd be a shame for us women not to use our voice. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think that it's uh, and I kind of live my life by this as well. It's like, like you said, why have this platform? Why have this connectivity, this audience that is kind of listening to what you're saying if you're not going to use it for things that better serve the world, you know? Um, right. And and obviously, yeah, she, she's doing that. I mean, so I kind of want to read. Um, there is like this article on We Are Me Too where they list like eight ways that they feel the new version of the of the uh, film actually has right some of the wrongs. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, like anything else, there's still going to be backlash. There's still going to be people feeling like, um, you know, it missed the mark or whatever. I know there's a Washington Post article by um, Julio Ricardo Varela. And um, he says uh, he feels better about the new version, but also kind of feels like we're, we're still trying to keep telling the same stories over and over again um, and, and kind of making the Puerto Rican story very one dimensional um, specifically to this. Uh, and I, I think there's probably some fairness there. But on the, the level of positivity here, I do want to read kind of some of the things that um, people are collectively kind of saying, you know, they actually did improve upon, which is to be celebrated, obviously. Um, so. One of the the things that they list here is that there was no brown face uh, in in this version. Yes, I think. Uh, have you ever watched the the old uh, West Side Story? I've I've only seen clips because I I genuinely hate musicals with all of my heart. <laughs> so I, I as much as I want to, I've kind of just looked at it from afar. Oh my god! I remember thinking, why does she look like that? Why mm. is her color that? It doesn't look real. It right. looks like. The color of mud. Now, mind you, there are women that have that complexion, but it sure. just it 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 was too brick yeah. to be natural. Mm. And the fact that there's no brown face, like that was a thing. Right. Like, people talk about people talk about black face, but they mm-hmm. don't talk about brown face. And so many times, you know, like like that gentleman's well, you mentioned and you and you cited, we're still talking about the same narrative, but we have to continue to to, to tell the narrative until the narrative is no longer a narrative sure. because look at how far African-Americans have come because they continue to tell their narrative. Even yeah. after accomplishing so much, they're right. still talking about slavery because it's a thing. Yeah. So we need to talk about it as it if, as if it were a first time round, no matter sure. if it's the 100th millionth time around. So brown face, black face, it's the same. How many Caucasian people played Latinos mm. in the West or any movie. Right. In any right. movie back in Hollywood. Yeah. Scarface was Cuban. Right. <laughs> played by Al Pacino. Come right. on. Right. You know right. what I'm talking about? Yeah. 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 I, and it's funny because even on that same tip where sh- I, I've heard from just know, hearing, hearing about the documentary um, that Rita talked about because she began to turn down those stereotypical roles of like a Latin woman or a Puerto Rican after West Side Story, her career was essentially stunted because people only right. wanted to cast her in that yeah. same stereotypical role. You know, so it kind of really shows how one dimensional Hollywood and really just society as a whole kind of views Latinos. Absolutely. Which is why I stopped doing mu- uh, music videos for a very long time. I was like, listen, if I'm going to be a video vixen, it's going to be for my my own music video. Mm. And that's when I started doing my own my own music. Right. Right. Because my whole thing is I keep getting typecasted mm-hmm. as this this vixen, which mm-hmm. I can't apologize for my genetics. Sure. I can't apologize for my built and I can't apologize for what you see sure. when you see me. But I can take control of my own narrative. Right. And if I don't want to do that role no more, I won't do that video vixen role. But if I Absolutely. am, it's gonna be it's gonna be for my my music video. Right. I'm gonna get the I'm gonna get the views from my music. Right. And yeah. And 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 it's people like Rita 
who, when I watched the documentary, and I hope you get a chance to see it, yeah. she took initiative later on in life to get involved with her career. Mm. When she got connected with, you know, Sesame Street, mm-hmm. when she got connected with other peers and mentors that were able to listen to her ideas and then make it happen. Sure. That's why being a, a, a creator now, if you just could collaborate with another creator, mm-hmm. it's powers in the number. It's right. power in the numbers. And that's where we are living today. So I'm really happy. I, I lived in that middle, that gray mm-hmm. area where it was like, oh, you're video fixing. That's all you're going to be. But people forgot that. Why is it that a Playboy model who's white can then become a, a movie actress? Right, right. Right. But because I'm Latina and I'm in my clothes or in a bathing suit in a music, hip hop, urban thing, I can't be an actress. Why? Right, right, right. Well, look at me now. I have a movie all over. So, wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. And I think that, you know, you I think we've been taught, especially when you talk about previous generations, like the idea was like, you know, don't don't make too much noise. You know what I mean? Like, just be grateful that we're here type of thing. Right. Right. And I think the beauty of our generation and the next generations is that they no longer have to go into this sort of forced assimilation just to find, um, Mm -hmm. you know, success and to have their ideas shared. You know, like like you said, you can collaborate with others and the power of the Internet, you know, is actually uh, if not as powerful, sometimes more powerful than Hollywood or, you know, the big record industry. You know what I mean? Like if you create something really good, it can get shared and you can really establish yourself out there. Um, and, and that means that we should all just be embracing our real authentic voices and not hiding them just for the sake of making others comfortable. Amen to that. <laughs> well, listen, uh, let's see other things on the list um, that I'm going to quickly go through on here. Um, they mentioned that the characters actually speak Spanish and that um, that it actually they don't use subtitles in it. And they're saying for a mainstream movie like this, it's odd to have this much kind of Spanish being spoken without subtitles. So um, that's a- that's absolutely, absolutely a plus. And then they say, uh, let's see, uh, all the Puerto Rican roles are actually helmed by Latinx actors. So they, they actually cast Latinos in those spaces, which I right. to that point. Um, and, and then, uh, you know, they, they kind of go on to say that they play tribute to Puerto Rico. Um, and that was one of the main, main things they talk about, you know, um, that the original one uh, has some like derogatory lines about Puerto Rico. But in this one, they actually decide to uh, pay homage to the island, which obviously. La is- Isla Encanto. Have, yes. you, have you been to Puerto Rico? Of course, of course. I grew up going there every oh. summer as a kid. My dad oh. is is one of the proudest Puerto Ricans you will ever meet in your entire oh. life. I've been there twice, and I swear to God, I just want to go and live there. And like, yeah, just, yeah, like it's so beautiful. I've been to so many countries, mm. and, and and that island has something. It it has a piece of my heart. I I really fell in love with it. That's beautiful. Yeah, it, there's something. Something magical um, about it. There really is. What, what's your background, by the way? I'm Ecuadorian. Mm-hmm. I absolutely, I absolutely love Ecuador too. Mm-hmm. I haven't been there in years. Yeah. But as in terms of like Caribbean islands that I've yeah. been to, and I've been to Aruba. Mm. I've even been to 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 you know um, Santarini, which is in Greece. Those islands. Sure. Something about Puerto Rico mm. really outshines, and it felt so healing. Mm. Wow, you that's beautiful. But yeah, yeah I, I think that whatever rendition that they did for Puerto Rico mm. would definitely make whatever error they did back when they first made West Side Story. Probably that sure. got fixed. And that was probably the number one thing you needed to fix. <laughs> right, right. Well, I mean, I think when you talk about that time, there was so much racism towards Puerto Ricans. You know what I mean? Especially right. as mm-hmm. many began to immigrate to places like New York and Chicago and things like that. Um, there was a lot of like racism that that kind of happened, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, even it's funny, you you hear a lot of things when you talk, when you hear like familiar 
racist talking points that still exist today where now it's, oh, immigrants are stealing your jobs. But back, you know, in those times, it was Puerto Ricans and blacks are stealing your jobs. You know, it's right. like these very familiar racist talking points that continue on for generation to generation. And that's why it's important to be having these conversations to, to educate people. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, now feels like a good time to take a quick break and then we'll be right back. When you buy a new house, you might say, shut the front door. Winning. No, seriously, shut the front door. We own this house now. But you actually need to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. The local State Farm agent is there to help you choose the coverage you need. Welcome to my crib. <laughs> no one says that anymore, but I don't care. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Voy a ponerme la vacuna Prevnar 20 porque estoy en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica, la cual pudiera llevarme al hospital. Así que preguntaré sobre Prevnar 20. 65 años o más, puedes estar en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico acerca de vacunarte con Prevnar 20, vacuna conjugada antineumocósica 20 valente, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones contra 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. El efecto secundario más reportado fue dolor en el área de la inyección. Para más efectos secundarios comunes e información completa de prescripción, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita prevnar 20 enespañolcom Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Uh, we are back and I hate to have to darken the mood a little bit, but uh, it's important to be to be informed on what is going on, you know, especially when it is right here in this country. Um, and, you know, we we touched on things like slavery and racism. Um, and there was this discovery that was made arrests that were made uh, in connection to hundreds of Mexican, Honduran and Guatemalan migrant workers that were actually found in a slavery ring in Georgia. Um, yeah. And it's incredibly sad because they're saying that the criminal gangs who who do this, they actually exploit the most vulnerable among us, of course, um, as a, as a, as they recently did this bust in uh, in Georgia. So authorities actually say that the criminal organizations enslaved at least 100 migrant workers, forcing them to live and work in squalid conditions under the false pretense that they'd be given visas to stay in the U.S. Uh, and talk about taking advantage of people at their at their absolute lowest, you know, and, and um, it goes on to say that as a part of their operations, the gangs are accused of raking in more than $200 million from their slavery ring at the expense of undocumented workers uh, that Guatemala, Guatemalans and Honduras uh, citizens actually enter the U.S. in order to do seasonal agriculture work under these sort of visas. Um, and uh -huh. then they end up getting enslaved by these by these groups and promise that they're going to essentially end up becoming citizens or get official paperwork to stay here for a long period of time. So um right. heartbreaking you know what i mean like when you when you it's easier i think for us to obviously empathize 
with right. with these people. But I, I feel like so many people who kind of look down and denigrate, uh, you know, immigrants and all these different things just don't realize these people are really just searching for something better, right? Like searching for something uh, more. Yeah, I feel like back then and even still now, the U.S., even though we're far behind in terms of certain things mm-hmm. ethically, we are still the land of opportunity for right. so many people. Yeah. And with that idea, see, when people from the U.S. have never traveled outside the country, yeah, they don't understand mm. what third world is. Right. They don't understand. They think the world in the U.S. is the same as in Iran. Right. Or the same as in, you know, Brazil mm-hmm. or the slums of. No, mm-hmm. no, it's not. Listen, you might be going to beautiful vacation sites. Yep. But it doesn't mean that what you experience in the States is experienced elsewhere. Sure. So it's a shame that people don't recognize that aspect because why do you want to leave paradise if it's paradise? It's paradise to have money. Right. So coming here to help their families because the US dollar still has so much value Mm -hmm. in these poor countries. Right. So the fact that people are taking advantage of that American dream Mm -hmm. and pitching, I mean, to, to, to take these people under the false pretense of you're going to have a visa mm-hmm. when really it's I'm just going to enslave you. Right. Basically, not going to pay you nothing. Yeah. And I'm going to profit off of you. Yeah. By a lot. Yeah. That's that's where we need to have these type of conversations and be better and do better mm-hmm. because the hatred that comes behind everything mm-hmm. stems from ignorance. Yeah. Ignorance will will then breed fear, yep. and fear leads to hatred. Absolutely, there's no reason to hate another human being. Mm-hmm. Then you go clean toilets. Right, right. You don't want to clean the toilet, so who's gonna clean the toilet? Right, 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 right. Somebody got him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and then even on on the flip side of that, of like nobody is actually from here unless you are of like indigenous descent. You know what I mean? Correct. Like, like correct Italian, Irish, whatever it is, uh, like. You, your family immigrated over here for a better opportunity, right? You know, like, you know, immigration that happened, you know, all obviously the colonizers that came over here, then the people escaping war, you know what I mean? Like, it's just interesting to me how people are able to kind of draw the line when it's like brown people, right? Like when it's anybody else, you're not an immigrant, like the the color, like America doesn't have a race, right? We're all like from somewhere else. We're the melting pot. We're the melting pot of the whole entire globe. Right. Now here's what, here's where I find it so funny. I'm like, okay, so I'm first generation. Mm -hmm. I went to school obviously and Mm -hmm. learned American history. Right. And we all just celebrated Thanksgiving, right? Do we all not remember what our history books taught us? Right. People came on a ship right. and they found Indian Native Americans. Right. Um, and then there was war. Right. And, they fought, and then there was deaths and then there was plagues and illnesses. And all. Mm-hmm. hello. Right. We're not making this up. Y'all put that in the textbooks. Absolutely. Ab- well, so how are you all of a sudden? I mean, like, did you not go to school for that day? Right. Did you, not, <laughs> did, you, did you miss that course? Because I learned that and I learned it from reading it from. A white author. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, and the, but the sad thing is we're brainwashed to celebrate a lot of these figures, right? Think about Columbus. Like, obviously, the narrative around Columbus has changed as of late. But like, as a kid, this was a hero. He discovered right. America. And, and they just right. ignore the fact that literally there were human beings here before he got here. Right. But like, because he is a, a white man of European descent, now right. we can recognize like that, you know, this is actual land, that this is actual right. a person here, right? But, like, it's it's just so ingrained in us this brainwashing uh and and it's 
it's crazy to me how so many people are just trying to like fight against that. You know what I mean? It just it doesn't make sense. And in that situation, I'm like, I didn't write the history. Right. Some white dude did. That's right. fair. Absolutely. So don't be mad at me. <laughs> right. Right. No, 100%. And I mean, and listen, I think to look at it through a lens of empathy, I think I understand that people, um, you know, are probably feeling lied to, right, by their teachers, their parents. They right. were all taught this, you know, growing up that this was the way things were. This was right and wrong. So they're trying to hang on to some semblance of that, you know. Um, but with that empathy, I I can't give you kind of the concession to just be blatantly ignorant, uh, about actual history and actual facts, um, in the name of holding on to some prehistoric idea that you have about white supremacy. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the same is true for religion where people feel uncomfortable to Mm. challenge, to try to use common sense. Right. I'm not asking you to change your thoughts, your beliefs or this or that, Mm -hmm. but let's, let's, let's think about it. Right. This, this land was flourishing before Mm -hmm. we got here right yeah we brought machineries and yeah we brought horses Mm -hmm. and yeah we brought corn but like what does that matter right you know what i'm saying like it it doesn't matter so at the end of the day for me when it came down to thanksgiving i went Mm -hmm. live and i Mm -hmm. said hey everybody if you're if you feel sad because a lot of people feel so sad like you said they're brainwashed Mm -hmm. i don't have family i don't have nothing to be this is just another like if you're going to think about it you're not missing out on celebrating this holiday right because it was literally a, a day where people died. Yeah. You know, the beginning, the beginning of change happened and mm-hmm. we're not, and it's, it's just, I like to be realistic about things, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the reality we live in. And I think that platforms such as the ones that we have now is yeah. great to have the type of conversations, which is why I'm sure you curated this podcast, mm-hmm. which is why I have a podcast. Mm-hmm. It's completely different from anything that I post anywhere. Yeah. Cause of course my social media, it's funny, haha, cute, da, 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 blah, right. blah, blah. But my 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 podcast is a forum where I can educate, not try mm. to change your mind, but right. give you some resources of things that you probably didn't know. Right. You make a decision about it. You right. know? No, absolutely. And I think the, and the beauty in what you're saying there is also we don't have to just be one thing. Right. Like so many people try to make us fit into a specific box. And that kind of lends itself to what we were talking about with like Latin women in general in Hollywood. But, you know, you the, the beautiful thing about the world we live in today is you have so many opportunities to express yourself fully in different right. avenues, you know, we all have to kind of take advantage of that. It's our duty, you know what I mean, to, to do that because the world is better off when we're expressing, you know, various ideas and challenging things and able to learn from one another. Right. Um. So let, let's, we're, we've got a little heavy there. Let's kind of, you know, uh, <laughs> cleanse the palate a little bit and go a little bit lighter. Um. When I saw this thing, it was making me crack up because it was a list of, of myths, essentially, that our Latino parents have told us that like we still keep in mind till this day, essentially. Um, yeah. And I got this from we are me com. So I want to read I'm going to read the list. And just as I'm reading them, let me know if, if this was something that was prevalent in your household. Um, if yeah. your parents brought this down to you. So um, the first one they said was getting sick from walking around with wet hair or barefoot. I, I, listen, that sounds funny, uh-huh. but it's the truth. This is what? why I have. A- <laughs> That's like for me, I know myself. Yeah, I have to wear chancletas. Mm. I have to wear, I can't do wear barefoot. Yeah. Because all of a sudden I'm already friolenta. I already get like really cold and, right. and, and, and stuff. Yeah. So whether that really gets me sick or not, all I know is that when I don't wear my chancletas, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden I'm like, <laughs> right. so is it true or false? I don't know. But right. for me, my mom t- told me the same thing. And I, I, I follow that to the T. Listen, I'm going to show you my chancletas. Mm. This is my chancletas. <laughs> 
Still, see, I was I was the same way, but for me, I always wore socks because I was like, I'm not, wear, I can't walk around barefoot on like the tile. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna get yeah. sick. I'm, I still think about that till this day. Like I have to have something on my feet, and I didn't realize it was probably for my mom. So it makes me laugh yeah. thinking about mm-hmm. that. Um, mm-hmm. All right, this one I know for me rings completely true. Um, they said uh, getting a traffic ticket if you leave the indoor car light on while driving. I have never heard of that one. Really? You know what? They probably told you because you a boy. Yeah. <laughs> That's why. Yeah. I was mm-hmm. a little bit of an asshole too and just I was fucking around with something in the back. So <laughs> that was probably, uh, yeah, my parents definitely told me that. Like, stop turning the light on and we get pulled over. Oh, damn. <laughs> okay. Damn. So, so this one um, is, is just for, for women. I can't relate to this, but I think obviously... There's a lot of history when it comes to sex and the idea of, you know, purification when it comes to women, especially in our community, um, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But um, they say tampons or pap smears take away your virginity. Was this something you heard growing up? Oh, my God. Yes, mm-hmm. I heard. I, I heard about the tampons. Mm-hmm. I definitely heard about the tampons. Um, and it was crazy because, you know, you don't want to hear about that. Like kids back then, you know, you're like 11, 12. Yeah. You're still virgin. You're like, ah. <laughs> but it was a huge thing. No, no, no se puede poner tapatones because <laughs> the quita la virginidad. Yeah. So I, I didn't use my first tampon till I was like 23. But by that time, <laughs> I was already not a virgin. So right. whatever. <laughs> you see, and, but even like the idea of like a pap smear, like we create these fucked up things in our, in like our communities that like hold us back from like getting actual help. And like, Obviously, right. this one's funny, but the shit like mental health is another one, right? Like, you know, we no for real. We create these barriers for like not getting the help that we need to keep ourselves healthy in multiple ways. That had to have been some white folk that did that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, this one, I, I've heard this a bunch. Uh, I can't relate to it necessarily, but let me see about you. Uh, Vicks vapor rub cures everything. It cures everything. Vicks for us is mm. like like Windex to the Greeks. You see, my my dad for some reason milk was his answer for everything. I don't know why. Like your stomach hurts, oh, wow. drink some milk. I, like I don't know, you can't sleep, drinks like all that, all of the above. Milk was his answer for some reason. You know, leche también, yo leche. Mm. Like, for us, it was leche calientita. You just had to mm. warm it up. Right, right. Get ready for bed. But Vicks, we call it Vipa Peru. That's what they call it, Vipa Peru. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, it's vapor rum, but they right. would say. Vipa <laughs> and I'm like, okay, but listen, yeah, you put it on your chest, you put mm-hmm. it where it hurts, you put it on your nose. It's like I'm, I'm whole again. I'm complete. <laughs> That's a good point. I've seen that a bunch. I know a lot of people actually hit me up on IG were saying that one. So uh, I'm gonna read a few of those in the show later on. All right, let's see. Uh, they say, uh, "Hay comida en la casa," and it's always healthier than restaurant food. You know what? My mom would always say to always eat in, in, in. Yeah, don't go out. Don't eat outdoor food. Right. But it depends on how your your family and your culture cooks because some Latinos back in the day, yeah, heavy on the salt, yeah, heavy on the oils, right, heavy on the fatty foods. So maybe now it's different, but back then I don't know. Maybe McDonald's was healthier, right? But I mean, I know that uh, they, like my mom just thought because she made it at home that it was automatically a healthier, healthy, you know, yeah. But like I definitely could tell you, it definitely was not healthy to be eating like like you said that much sodium and like everything else. I was. Uh, Weight and had high blood pressure. I was hypertensive. Yeah, I mean that. There's a reason why that's a very common thing in our community, uh-huh. or, or diabetes. You know what I mean? Like, right. you know, or drinking coffee as a little kid. I shouldn't have been drinking coffee as a oh little kid. Oh my god, why is that like a cultural thing? Like, right. I, remember, I thought it was Coca Cola. <laughs> I can't spat it out. I can't do caffeine because I get jitters. But really? Jesus, I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> See, I, 
I was drinking that up. (laughs) I was drinking that up as a little kid. Uh, Let's see. Another one they got is uh, if guests are coming over, your room needs to be perfect because they will know. Oh, yeah. No, my my mother instilled fear Mm. into me and my brothers that your 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 place, your your room had to always be up to par just in case (laughs) come unannounced. Yeah. Yeah. My mom did the same thing. And I think I rebel against it now because like my office or my actual room is always like a disgrace. So I think I'm I'm rebelling against it as an adult because I got tired of having to clean up for people that weren't coming into my room. God bless you. You're better than me because I my, <laughs> my, my cleaning is yeah. like to far where like I don't have a ritual or anything. Yeah. That's what OCD is. But if right. I had a ritual, I'd be OCD because it's clean. I'll be like, I'm so sorry. I'm humiliated. My apartment's a mess. Yeah. Everybody that comes in is like, oh, my God, if this is a mess, <laughs> never, never come to my place. Yeah. Because you have a heart attack. Yeah, I, I can second that you would have a heart attack. So, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I wish I, I wish I got I to gotta learn something from you when it comes to cleaning. Uh, I'm going to take a page out of your book. All right. Next one was that uh, meat has to be cooked. Well done. Always. Why is it that Latinos like that dry ass? Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No. Yeah. See, that's where I rebel. I'm like, mm. no, give me some juicy pink mm. runny. Come on. Yeah. See, I just discovered that probably over the last five years of like being able to eat me. Like before that, that was well done. My mom wants well it like, burnt to a crisp. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what she, right. how she wants her steak. Right. And it's like, no, life, there's life on the other side of that. Yes, dryness. yes, yes. And for anybody, anybody that has not tried this, please allow yourself to go medium one time, at least, you know, a little. Yeah, 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 just a little bit. Um, I, and last one on the that they have, and it's actually on the topic of food as well. It says, even if you're already full, there is no such thing as eating too much. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, I told you I was overweight. I thought, yeah, no. And even even to this day, I have to remind my parents because yeah. I have a niece. Mm. And like that little girl loves food just like me and reminds me so much. And I go, right. mommy, why are you giving her croissant, scrambled eggs, orange right. juice, a cup of orange juice, a cup of milk, a smoothie, mm-hmm. and then bananas? What the hell? Right. What the hell? She's, I remember when she was five, I'm like, she's five years old. Where? No. Right. No. But there's always room for healthy food. Too much <laughs> of good things is bad. I still got to teach some of this. Yeah, still I mean, I know if I go to my parents' house, my mom is always like, you hungry? Did you eat? Trying to make me something. You know what I mean? Like, always fix me a plate. Doesn't oh, matter yeah. what time of day it is. But that's their love language. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. So listen, we're going to we're gonna get into uh, the Mi Gente segment of the show. We're going to celebrate someone from our community who is making history. Uh, and then, of course, we'll get into all that you got going on. Before that, though, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. When something happens to your car, you might say, No! My car! But what you really need to say is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, State Farm is there to help you file your claim right on the State Farm mobile app. So just remember, like a good neighbor... State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Si tienes ciertas afecciones crónicas como enfermedad cardíaca, asma, diabetes, y tienes 19 años o más, 52, 36, 42, puedes estar en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico acerca de vacunarte con Prevnar 20, vacuna conjugada antinomocósica 20 valente, una 
vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones contra 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. El efecto secundario más reportado fue dolor en el área de la inyección. Para más efectos secundarios comunes e información completa de prescripción, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar20. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. All right, so amidst everything we talk about, I always try to make sure that I try to celebrate people who are doing great things. Um, and I'm really proud of this. I'm a little bit biased as a Puerto Rican, but I still think it's an incredible um, thing happening right now. It's just Latinos uh, where we have Daddy Yankee is actually going to be uh, set to do Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve from Puerto Rico. And it's actually yeah. the first ever Spanish language countdown that it's going to be televised uh, as a part of Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve. Oh, hell yeah. Daddy yes. Yankee is just, he was ahead of his time and he mm. still has a curve. Yes. He has, he's definitely a trailblazer mm-hmm. in so much respect. And I think the beautiful thing about being Latino mm-hmm. is that we support each other. Yes. It doesn't matter if you're, you know, Colombiana, Puerto mm-hmm. Riqueño, Cuba, like the fact that we see it's so as a Latina, I'm proud and I'm not Puerto Rican. Right. You know? I think that's such an incredible thing. And it's going to happen more and more because guess what, baby? The United States is run highly by Latinos. Yeah. We're, we're, our population is just growing. Right. I mean, that's also because, you know, motherfuckers don't know how to use protection. But it's also- <laughs> Topic for another time. Yeah. <laughs> Fair point, though. (laughs) But no, but we are. And I think that it's such a beautiful time to see how embraceive. It's not even that, even if they didn't want to, Mm -hmm. even if like white mainstream America didn't want to, they know that they have to. Absolutely. You can't, you can't deny. I mean, when you see, and I've talked about Bad Bunny all the time on this show at this point, but like when you see the numbers someone like him is doing and, you know, the stream being this, you know, uh, most streamed artist on Spotify for the second year in a row. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like all his music is in Spanish and, you know, right. and he's getting played on like t- commercial top 40 radio stations and doesn't right. have to actually sing in English. Like the world is changing. You know what I mean? And oh. um, it, it's a beautiful thing to see. And also, I want to mention that uh, Roslyn Sanchez is going to be co-hosting with him. So she's an OG, obviously. And uh, oh, hell yeah. Yeah. And just an incredible uh, actress and, and singer as well. And she uh, has a dope podcast on, on the same network as me. So shout out to her. Um, and it's dope because they're actually celebrating the 500th anniversary of the founding of San Juan in Puerto Rico. So they're going to be doing it at the convention center over there. Um, it's just going to be a, a huge, huge kind of thing. And I think also um, it's nice to see, you know, when you talk about Puerto Rico, which is a part of the United States, but a lot of people kind of, you know, forget that or, or choose yeah. to forget it. Um, it's nice that we're going to be celebrated, you know what I mean, in this country on such a, a mainstream platform. 
um, you know, and, and be celebrated the way that we, we should as well. Absolutely. What I love about what Rosalind Sanchez is too, what she's doing is that you know, she started off as eye candy. Mm-hmm. You know, she started off on the covers of Maximum. She's done features on a lot of these, you know, back when print magazine was print. But right. the beautiful thing about women like her, Sofia Vergara, Eva Longoria, Sama Hayek, is that they knew, okay, you're going to, I'm going to get your attention using my body, but right. my talent is going to keep me relevant and sure. take me far. Yeah. And Rosalind Sanchez just executive produced the show. Mm. That's awesome. Yeah. And like you said, she's got her podcast, which is amazing. And it's in- interesting that this is happening for the new year in Puerto Rico, porque it's so funny. I'm looking at the flags and I've always thought this, but I'm going to, I'm going to, because I see the visual and I want to point it out. Mm. Look at the colors of the U.S. flag mm-hmm. and look at the color of Puerto Rico. And I know yeah. Cuba is the same thing, but Cuba right. has the, the red in there. Yeah. But look at that. Look at yeah. that. It's blue. Mm-hmm. The star is in the blue, just like the U.S. because we're yeah. part of it. Right. It's a part. It's mm-hmm. a part. And I think it's just sometimes you have to people are visual learners. Yeah. And it's like seeing that back to back for mm-hmm. anyone else that had an argument about Puerto Rico's not. Well, then if Puerto Rico's not, then why are these businesses, mm-hmm. U.S. businesses running to Puerto Rico? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's yeah, it's it's they celebrate Puerto Rico when it's convenient, unfortunately. You know what I right. mean? Um, you know, but at the end of the day, I think stuff like this just continues to put us on the map. And I think yeah. when you talk about people like Daddy Yankee was really just somebody who kicked the door down, um, right. you know, for this next generation of artists like the Bad Bunnies, the J Balvin's, you know, all these guys that are, are huge now. Um, you know, you talk about Daddy Yankee. It was just like, you know, the the start of that. So it's great to see him be able to do this, you know, inaugural thing and kind of make history um right. and and just kind of you know kind of i think usher in hopefully a new era of, of kind of acceptance and equality amen um so listen i mean let we've talked about all the trending stuff going on i want to get into into what you do as well obviously um i know you've been uh been very busy a lot of good news when it comes to the movie that you're a part of uh super blocked I, I saw that it was uh getting a bunch of awards at film festivals and things like yeah. that so first and foremost congratulations on on that project um, and, and yeah, of course, I mean, share, share what, what the kind of concept of the movie, I mean, even just the story of it getting made, getting done all of the above. Absolutely. No, thank you. I want to thank, uh, Romel Romel. He is the writer director mm-hmm. and one of the producers of the film. Um, when he sent me the script, I read it and I loved it. I mm-hmm. laughed and he was like, I want you to play the role of Vanessa. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I met Romel back when he was helping Viners make Vine videos. Wow. Right. And that's how long our friendship has been. Yeah. He was going to school for film. So he, you know, he finished, he went to school in New York for film mm. and, and all that stuff and script writing. And right. I'm like, so proud to see this and be a part of it. And when I read the story of Vanessa, it registered so close to me because she is an influencer mm. striving to become a recording artist. Mm coming out of an abusive, controlling relationship. Wow. And I related so much because as a woman who was also in an abusive relationship many years ago, and I talk about being a survivor of domestic violence, I mm-hmm. connected with her and I felt how important it was to make sure her voice for the voiceless was heard because mm-hmm. mine wasn't heard back when yeah. I was a victim, you sure. know? Yeah. And so, you know, being given that, that opportunity to work with a friend who was also appear and then getting involved, not just as an actress, but also getting involved as an executive producer for my wow. very first film. Yeah. It's just so empowering and enlightening that 
it almost made everything that I went through in the past mm. make sense because wow. back when I was a victim of abuse, I lost yeah. all my social media followings. Mm. I lost all my pages. My abuser t- took everything down with yeah. the hope of breaking me. Right. Cause I was just getting my feet into Hollywood with acting. Mm-hmm. Well, that set me back. And of course, social media changed the game of things, the internet and all yeah. that stuff. So coming back when I came back and finally doing what I was supposed to be doing and realizing, wow, as much as my abuser tried to keep me from being in movies and in mm-hmm. film yeah. now in one where not only am I acting, but I'm producing and I'm also sharing my own story through her voice mm. and it was fun. It was great. I'm super proud to be a part of it. I I also have, I also have another film that actually, uh, premiered in new jersey last week mm. i was in mexico though i was volunteering uh at a, at a women's retreat telling mm. them my story as a survivor yeah but i'm gonna make it to the connecticut premiere mm. uh this weekend so i have two films that are out i've i filmed two movies during the pandemic wow that's beautiful and i also want to commend you in talking about you know uh sharing your story about being a survivor because it, it's something that really has only kind of come to my like the forefront of my mind at the older I've gotten is how many how many women's stories go unheard you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and and not even just like publicly but I also mean just not heard by the police not heard by the authorities or not listened to right even when it is shared um not acknowledged and and that something actually doesn't come from when they do share their stories you know what I mean so um I feel like you know this is a conversation just needs to continue to happen because sadly so many women have have not been able to share their stories and, and haven't been able to have justice, you know, for the just egregious actions of a lot of men out there. Right, right. And the thing about the thing about abuse, people always, and this is something that I I I, I have to ask and repeat. Mm. I get asked this question: mm. Why did you fall in love with an abusive person? Mm. And then I have them stop, and yeah. I'm like, Can you ask me that again? And then they're like, Why did you? And then they stop. Yeah. I'm like, it doesn't sound right. Like, like you right. think I fell in love with someone like, Hey, how hard do you hit? I like that. No, mm-hmm. I fell in love with somebody that charmed me. Yeah. A person that gave me their best version of them. Right. That was facade. I fell in love with a lie. I didn't know that then, but sure. it was for me at that time, the best relationship I had going into it until mm-hmm. I was in it and I couldn't get out. Mm-hmm. And at that moment I'm living with the guy. In that moment, I'm afraid of my life and the life of the people I care about because there's threats being made. Mm. At that moment, you start to just accept that this is your life. And if mm. this is as bad as it's going to get, it's not that bad. Mm. And it, it really breaks you down. I am a strong woman. And I was a strong woman before I met him. Mm. But love will weaken you. Yeah, Love will totally throw you blindsidedly. Mm. And as a Latina, where you're taught to be the ride or die yeah. stand strong by your man, you know, right. the woman, you know, right by a successful man is successful, like all that. So mm-hmm. you start thinking about these things and then you start shaming yourself and then you're being like, Oh my God, if I tell them they're going to hate him. And if they're, yeah. what I try to tell people is it's okay to think about yourself and put yourself first and your mm-hmm. well-being. Yeah. It's okay to get help and it's okay to leave. Mm. Because what doesn't serve you no more doesn't serve you no more. Right. And it's scary. It's not easy to just say I could, I left and I left. My my story wasn't that simple. Yeah. But because so many women die trying to leave. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's it, it's a it's a it's a strategic plan, 
And women are not the only victims of abuse. So yeah. are men. Men can be victimized too. Yeah. So it's something that I always tell people, abuse is not prejudice. Mm -hmm. But the one thing that I could say is that once you do survive this, my only thing that I ask anyone that survives any type of abuse is that you're no longer a victim. Because a lot of the times people will continue to victimize themselves. And I'm not right. victim blaming. I'm not victim blaming. Sure. I, I will speak to, for myself and say, yeah, he hit me, but I should have left. Mm. Yeah, he hit me, but I should have asked for help. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, only I have control of me. Mm -hmm. And I should take accountability of my lack of role of responsibility. Mm. And when you can do that, that's when the healing really starts. Mm. When you don't do that and you think, why me? Why me? Why me? Yeah. Instead of what did this teach me? Then mm. you're going to continue to live with this victim mind over and over again. And it's going to repeat itself. Yeah. 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 I mean, it sounds like that's kind of uh, a healthier way to kind of get your power back. Right. 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 And yeah. that's all it is. It's about owning you. Mm -hmm. loving you and forgiving you because I was able to do that because I've, I've managed and it's not a one time fix all thing. Right. There will be a day that I might, you know, it might trigger something and I have to work through it. Of course. Those days come, they've come. Yeah. It's a always thing. Yeah. But eventually it becomes so easy as breathing. Mm. And I look at my life of where I was then thinking, why did this happen to me? And I look at where I am now after I change and shift in my mentality. Yeah. And I look at the, 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 the beautiful abundance that the universe, that God is blessing me with mm -hmm. because he knows now that I'm ready for it. Yeah. And I'm ready to use my platform and my influence for some good as well. Sure. And, that, and that to me is so beautiful because when you look at pictures of me as a gordita with glasses that was being bullied for mm -hmm. her braces, I still love to read. Mm. I still love to film and music. Yeah. I love to perform in front of my family. My family yeah. gets together. Yeah. I was supposed to be doing this and right. I'm doing it now yeah. and I'm, I'm doing it now and I'm happy. That's beautiful. I appreciate you sharing that. Thank you. Thank you. Of course. I mean, so listen, you're obviously have come out on the other side. You're doing so many amazing things. Anything you want to push people to to, to check you out that uh, you think they should be you know, look on the lookout for? I'm going to be releasing a new song. Mm. It's called <laughs> it's called Know Me Now. Mm. And it's a single. Mm -hmm. And I'm working on it on my first Latin EP. Mm. I'm super excited because I'm working with Christian Kras. Mm. I'm working with Axel. These are people that have written and produced, like worked with Mark Anthony, mm -hmm. have done stuff with with major Latin artists, and I'm in yeah. a good space. Yeah. So I'm super happy. And um, yeah, I'm working on another film. I'm uh, I'm looking to I'm looking to write, produce, and mm. and executive produce. Listen, and I'm gonna put it into the universe. I'm a huge yeah. comic book head. Good book head. Uh -huh. If Tom Holland, if Tom Holland could do this, talk about <laughs> oh, I'll play I'll play Spider Man. Well, right. guess what? I'm the real life motherfucking rogue. So <laughs> Marvel, holla at your girl. <laughs> when I was a kid, that's where I ran to comic books. Yeah. Because I looked for the hero, the, the heroism in there. Sure. Now I realize that I am my own hero too. Mm. And that's and that's and that's so cool. So yeah. That's beautiful. Well, listen, it's been a pleasure having you on the on the show. I'd love for you to come back at some point. Thank you. It was so much fun. Have a great and beautiful uh, rest of the day. The weekend's upon us soon. Thank you. A big shout out to Jesenia for hopping on today's show. I really respect her for sharing her story um, and, and, and sharing, you know, 
all that she's been through in terms of domestic violence and, and being an advocate. Um, I think actually that'd be a, a really good topic to kind of dive into. Um, you know, at some point in the new year, I think that so many men, you know, are ignorant to how big of a a problem this is. And also, I think there are probably a lot of women out there who, you know, maybe could be inspired by hearing somebody else share their story. So I think maybe I'll, I'll try to have to send you back on uh, at some point in the new year and we'll we'll get into into that. Now, I want to hear from y'all, of course, as we always do uh, in our Ask a Gringo segment. I want to get y'all's take on one of the stories that we were talking about. Ask a Gringo. Uh, I have a question. All right. So I wanted to get y'all's perspective on uh, on one of the topics that we talked about. And that one is uh, the, the topic of the myths that our Latino parents have told us that we still think about to this day. Um, so I'm going to read a, a couple on here real quick uh, that I that I got on Instagram at DJ Dramos. If y'all want to be a part of the conversation, um, let's see at Josu Vileda underscore uh, confirmed that Vic's vapor rub heals everything. He said, uh, although it does help, my parents wanted to put it on literally every pain that we had. But it's crazy because now I put it on my son, man, just transferring it from generation to generation. Um, that's hilarious. And that's obviously a really relevant stereotype. I love this one from at vaguely defined. This is hilarious. It says, uh, mom told me sleeping with your shoes on equals sleeping with the devil. <laughs> that sounds so spot on to what, uh, many of us experience in our, in our Latin households. And, uh, I'll, I'm going to read one more. Uh, this one's really funny at Melissa underscore Diaz C says, uh, if you get your feet wet and don't shower after you get sick. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't obviously think that that's very true as an adult. I think a lot of this stuff is uh, obviously our parents just finding ways to get us to do things. But I also think there is like this weird thing in, in Latin households of like these weird myths that are passed down um, and like these uh, superstitions that get passed down. I remember one time um, my dad stepped in, uh, in like dog shit. Um, when we were traveling somewhere, and my grandma was, it was like, "Oh, that's good luck if you step in dog shit in the morning." So that was another weird uh superstition that was uh passed down, I guess, to me, uh, from my grandmother. So shout out to to her and all of our our families for uh the interesting things that they uh passed down to us. I appreciate all y'all who chimed in on this one at DJ Dramas again. If you want to be a part of these conversations, we do it each and every episode. And with that said, let's end the show by wrapping everything we talked about in a neat little bow in a segment we call Conclusion Stew. Time for Conclusion Stew. Mm. All right, so I know this episode is running a little bit long, but it was a really great conversation. Um, I'm going to quickly kind of recap or I guess summarize all that we talked about. I mean, obviously, we hit on West Side Story getting a remake um, to kind of correct some of its wrongs. And it's great to see um, and I also do have to agree with some of like the hot takes of like, listen, you know, can we please start getting some original stories about Puerto Ricans and Latinos as a whole um, and not just kind of keep rehashing the same old stories? So I do agree with that sentiment. But yes, great to see, um, you know, uh, it kind of kind of correct some of the major faults that it had back in the day. It's just wild to think about on the topic of these of these hundreds of, of you know, Mexican, Honduran and uh, Guatemalan um, migrant workers that were a part of like this slavery ring, it's just heartbreaking. And uh, it, it's just further proof why we need to 
figure out a way to safely help people get to safety, you know, that they don't have to resort to these crazy circumstances um, and, and dealing with these, you know, really dangerous people just to kind of find a better life. And, and we have to remember with some compassion that this is an entire country founded on people who aren't actually from here. And we don't get to decide, oh, now is the time we're going to stop allowing people to immigrate here. Like, what if that was said to, you know, the multiple, you know, Europeans that were fleeing during the world wars to come here for safety? You know, um, obviously the uh, Jewish community that was, you know, just being terrorized by the Nazis, you know, coming to, to uh, you know, the U.S. for safety. Like, think about that. You know what I mean? Like, we have to, I, I don't see many people outwardly saying that any of that was bad so why does it now end when it's with brown people and that's a question we have to ask ourselves is it about immigrants or is it about not wanting brown people in this country and then obviously on the myths that our parents told us you just gotta love and appreciate it right take it in that's one thing i've learned also my experience at hoffman just laugh and appreciate all these little moments that we have with our parents because um man they're not here forever. Obviously, we're not here forever. So you just got to cherish these moments. Um, and then obviously, Daddy Yankee, uh, you know, making history with the first ever Spanish language countdown, being a part of Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve. Uh, just an incredible, incredible moment right now for Latin culture, not just Puerto Ricans, but Latin culture as a whole. Like really just confirming we are here. Our time is now and we deserve a seat at the big kids table, essentially. And again, of course, big shout out to Jesenia for hopping on and uh, and really just not only chiming in on these stories, but also really, you know, opening up about her own truth and, and experience uh, and, and really big shout out to her for that. Um, hopefully we'll have her back on the show at I am Jesenia is her Instagram. If you want to follow her at DJ Dramos, if you want to follow me. And that's it. That's it for these Thursday trends. I'll be back on Tuesday with a brand new episode. Until then, thank y'all for tuning in. I appreciate all the love and support, and I'll talk to y'all next week. Peace. Life as a Gringo is a production of the Michael Tura Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. Si tienes ciertas afecciones crónicas como enfermedad cardíaca, asma, diabetes, y tienes 19 años o más, 52, 36, 42, Puedes estar en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico acerca de vacunarte con Prevnar 20, vacuna conjugada antinomocósica 20 valente, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones contra 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. El efecto secundario más reportado fue dolor en el área de la inyección. Para más efectos secundarios comunes e información completa de prescripción, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar20. When you buy a new house, you might say, Shut the front door. Winning. No, seriously, shut the front door. We own this house now. But you actually need to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. The local State Farm agent is there to help you choose the coverage you need. Welcome to my crib. <laughs> no one says that anymore, but I don't care. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. 